0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hey, you guys! Welcome to the Steel Wars Calling show. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And over the next ninety minutes or so, we will be taking your calls and talking. The Star Wars news of the week. And what is the Star Wars news of the week? Obi Wan Kenobi. Will there be or will there not be a film about the great Jedi Master? And joining me to chat. About all things Star Wars to take your calls and to record stuff while we're talking, which is putting me off, because it's the first time we've ever had a Colin show guest in the room with me. Is
2: that really real?
1: Yes. It's oh. Alan Voivod from the Star Wars Seven by Seven podcast. How you doing, buddy?
2: Oh, so good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> the Fortress of steelitude. That is beautiful. Alan, before we get to the news, and
1: I welcome any and all listeners who are listening live to call in. If you want to talk about the Obi-Wan Kenobi possible film, if you have uh, any thoughts, any feelings, or about anything in Star Wars. Search your feelings. Search your feelings, and then call in on 646 Six six eight eight three six zero. If you're listening live, the number will be just above the stream you're listening to. But if you need it again, get the pen now or get your phone out. It's 646-668-8360. If you are not in America, I recommend, unless you've got an amazing phone plan, you can Skype in and use that number, but just put a little plus one. Because that lets Skype know that you're calling us in America. Sweet America. Now, Alan, (laughs) I've um, been a fan of your podcast for quite a while. I've even been on your podcast.
2: Yes, you have.
1: uh, I think once. But then I think I got a best of episode or something like that. There was something I got. My content
2: got reused. Uh, I had additional footage, I guess, because it was video, actually, that I'd recorded. And I hadn't used all of it the first time that I interviewed you. So, leading into Celebration Orlando, I picked up footage from the other ah. parts of it and I used that in that week leading into it.
1: That was, we met. So, we'll talk about your podcast first. So, it's Star Wars 7 by 7 If you don't listen to it, it is meant to be
2: <laughs>
1: a seven minute podcast about Star Wars. Every day of the week, seven minutes, mm-hmm. seven times a week. Yes. How long has this been going on for?
2: So seven seven fourteen was the start date of the podcast. So we are past the three year mark now. And it's like a eleven
3: 1, hundred episodes.
1: Eleven
2: hundred and forty one like? came out today, Friday, the day that we're recording this. Yeah.
1: Okay. Were well, you are dropping stats in those stats? How many times have you gone? Why
2: did I commit to this? <laughs> <laughs> the shocking thing. And I, it would be easy for me to to say this and make it be, you know, Oh no, this is the thing I want to put out to the world. But I have not had a day where I haven't wanted to do it. I've had days where I've sat down at the mic and said, what am I going to talk about today? But I've never had a day where I haven't wanted to do it. And I'm stunned by that fact. Three years and change later, I, if you had told me three years ago, when I started this, that that would be the case. I would have said, you're crazy. I'm going to have some days where I would just be dreading the, you know, the task of it, but no, no, I haven't. Yeah. I- I'd never say that anyone would dread the task. If
1: they're a star Wars fan of well, making a star Wars podcast, but mm-hmm. it's more just the commitment of just uploading just like those little things. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not just the talking, it's the piecing it together, the saving it as MP3, the yeah. uploading, the show notes, that's the drag.
2: Yeah, that is. And the blog post that goes with it. And so where I you know, fall down is on the social media side of things where I could probably do a lot more to promote it. But there are times when I'm like, it's enough to just get the show live, to just have it be on Libsyn, to have a blog post that represents it, knowing it's being auto fed to the social accounts. And, OK, I did that much. I have to go to sleep. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sometimes I'm like that. I'm like, it's on the fade. Mm hmm. If you've subscribed, you get it. Yes. You know, that's just, and if you're not subscribed, Mm -hmm. that's your own issues. I'm not sure what's going on there.
2: You've made the baseline commitment to your audience. You've done what you set out to do. And
1: on that, I actually should plug that if you are a Patreon member, I have not plugged this at all on social media or done any posts about it, but the new Making Steel Wars episode is up uh, with Jason Ward and we go deep. Into the topic of the week, which is the Obi Wan Kenobi movie, mm. we go into the history of Obi Wan Kenobi movie rumors. We talk about the Boba Fett film. We we try to work out exactly. This is one of my favorite mysteries of Hollywood. <laughs> what did Josh Trank do on set of the Fantastic Four film? Apparently, it turned really bad. Mm-hmm. What substance was involved? <laughs> was it him? Was it his dog? Mm -hmm. these are the mysteries we're trying to uncover and uh, so if you are a Patreon member you can check that out after the show and another bonus to being a Patreon member is you get the extended version of this show if you're listening on demand on iTunes or on the website or wherever good podcasts are downloaded this episode will be about 45 minutes 50 minutes but then we'll go for another 45 50 minutes or so taking extra calls and to sign up just go to patreon.com forward slash steel wars. It's just three dollars a month. Sweet podcast going. But Alan, you're one of the first people that I've had that are like, you know, Star what proper Star Wars fan. Do you know what I mean? Like No, what do you mean by a proper Star Wars fan? Someone that records a Star Wars podcast every day of his life for the past three years. But that, let me finish the sentence. That's been here <laughs> mm-hmm. to see the collection case. Okay. I was I was Alan walked in and, and marveled at my collection case in the way that I hoped someone would marvel at it when I was setting it up.
2: Oh.
1: You validated my uh, <laughs> anal tendencies.
2: <laughs> it was, am I, you know, I don't know. Sometimes people can be you know, a little wary about things. I don't want to. My accountant had a G.I. Joe collection, like an old vintage G.I. Joe collection. Somebody broke into his accounting office and stole all of his G.I. Joe's. It had nothing to do with me. But just, it was just, you know, I mean, I wasn't going around saying, my accountant has a sweet G.I. Joe collection or anything like that. So I get a little nervous about, you know, talking about people's collections and stuff like that. But you're okay if I describe the awesomeness that is actually here? Yeah, yeah. Just, to a like, degree. I'm not going to be giving I, I, I just hope that... that guy that stole stuff
1: from Rancho Obi-Wan isn't listening via no. Skype from oh, prison. God
2: forbid. No. <laughs> His case, like, so there's a whole shelf of the Kenner vintage action figures, and the way he's laid it out is in order for all intents and purposes. I mean I haven't double checked it down to like the twelve versus the twenty versus the twenty-one or anything like that, but I mean from left to right, it starts out with the original twelve action figures and it goes all the way through to Amon and Yak Face are in the far right of this thing. And so it's, you know, Star Wars and Empire and Jedi. It's just absolutely beautiful the way it's all laid out. And it just I looked at it and I was like, this is awesome. It's all the vintage figures and I sold most of mine. I actually sold most of my toy collection to pay for my wedding reception. <laughs> oh, and, uh, that is love. I still, yeah. And I still have a few, but, you know, I look at like, oh, you know, I would love to have them back someday. And then I looked at it again and I said, oh, there's a pattern to this. Look at this. And I looked closer and I was actually looking through the whole case and going, yep. There's more, and it's really strange to look at it and realize how many more figures there are for Empire and then for Jedi, and even though, like, you know, you've got the, um, is it Han or Luke with the Stormtrooper helmet? That's Han. Yeah. That's yeah. Luke. Sorry. Um, Yeah, like, there are a couple of, that's a Star Wars figure, but, of course, it was released late. Yeah, you know? for the, yeah, with the Power of the Force. Exactly, yeah. So you have one, in, but you see how there were just, there were very few that were released that were, for the movie Star Wars in specific. And then you see, oh, they figured out this old toy thing like, is a big deal. And so there's more figures that are there for Empire Strikes Back. And then there's even more for Return of the Jedi.
1: That is an interesting observation, actually. I, I, first of all, I have to say, I was in the kitchen getting some coffees ready for myself and Alan. Because, guys, I am nothing but a great host. <laughs> <when you laughs> yes, come to my is. house. <laughs> And I was—he was looking at it, and I was like, "Oh, it's so like he's psyched on on the case because it takes like you know, there's I think there's 98 figures in there. There's a couple, you know, there's because there's a couple of variations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And to stand them all up on those little stands mm-hmm. on the glass thing in order,
2: yep,
1: doesn't happen quickly.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> I bet it doesn't.
1: And so when he goes, "Oh, this is awesome," and he goes hey, are these in release order? I was just in the kitchen and I was went,
2: yes. <laughs> Someone
1: appreciates it. Mm-hmm. Thank God. But yeah, that is interesting because there's the cabinet's sort of got four panels. And the first panel is, when you look at it, it's Star Wars-themed figures. And they're they're a little bit sort of sparsely spread out, more than sort of, I think as I went along, I was like, oh, I've got to squash these figures a bit more. Mm-hmm. But then Empire's like, a full panel, and then Jedi two panels. Yeah. They they went they they pumped out a lot of figures for Jedi. Mm-hmm. What about what? How, what's your Force Friday vibe? Have you, have you got much Force Friday hype?
2: I have not had a lot about it, but again, I live in New Hampshire, so I'm saying again because Steele and I were talking about this earlier. But uh, I live in New Hampshire, which is not as much of a cultural hotbed, you might say, mm-hmm. as Los Angeles is. So you know, whatever vibe I have is because I'm tuning in online to stuff. And I've been at Force Friday at the Toys R Us in Concord, New Hampshire, the last two years. And so I'll probably do that again, or I might hook up with uh, some other podcasters in New Hampshire that go to the one in Manchester, which is the big city in New Hampshire.
1: Yeah, I- I'm like, I'm not getting the vibe. Like when I walk up the street here, mm-hmm. On Sunset Boulevard, yeah. People aren't talking to me about Force Friday. No, okay. I'm talking about the nerds on the internet that I talk to. Oh, right? okay. that, that's yeah, where yeah. I'm getting the hype
3: from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But
1: um, have you have you got it? Like, have you seen the leaks? Have you have you got like a like a certain thing that you're going to be aiming for on the Force Friday? So, I
2: I have a really. I, I don't have any set collecting mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, I pick up a couple of things that I think are cool and that's about it. And I'll sh- get some things that are excuses to pick up for my nephews who are seven and five. So I can, you know, I can buy them. Things. I can't buy things for my kids like that anymore because they're 14 and nine. So they're past it. But I might, you know, I, I will pick up a couple of things for myself. But the thing that I'm most interested in and it's what I do for the podcast is I'm looking at packaging copy because that copy is going to tell us new stories about what's happening in The Last Jedi or what's going to happen. It's going to hint at what's going to happen with the characters, what's going to happen with the plot, new places that we might see, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So my force thing, like, that's the big thing that I really get jazzed about, is what are we going to learn about The Last Jedi as a result of these things?
1: Yeah, it's always... like, Like, I haven't collected modern figures since Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. that's a long time. Yeah. I, uh, I was just like, um, too much. Mm-hmm. The, the figures around that time sort of dropped in quality and they were reissuing figures and I was sort of just like, oh, I don't know. And I'm, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, cause I'm a OCD, like, I like to get, if I'm getting something, I like to get it all. Right. And I see people that did that mm-hmm. past Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm a lot of sh- vehicles and it stuff is, like that. It, it is, really is. It is like you... I sort of went under my radar just the vast amount of, like, tanks
2: and <laughs> and
1: Republic gunships and stuff that came out and, and, and all that stuff. Right. All I want on opening night... Because when I went to the Rogue One thing, I was like Force Friday. I was like...
2: The Rogue uh, Friday
1: thing? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm just going... To hang out, mm-hmm. I don't, there's nothing I want. Oh no, I, I, if I saw a Mendo, I was going to get a Mendo, okay. a, a Krennic. Yeah, yeah. And there was no, there was no Mendo to be found. And but this time, fluffy porg.
2: <laughs> I want that plush porg. They better have them and have them in volume.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. big volume. Yeah, big volume. I'm, I'm putting up. There'll be a video, a quick little. Like video clip of me from the live show we just did with Kyle Newman mm-hmm. with some enhanced stuff about how I'm more than willing to push over six-year-old girl, <laughs> seven-year-old boy to get to my pork. Mm-hmm. I, I want that pork. Yeah, I want that pork. Um, I, I should actually plug uh, while people are listening. This is the call-in show version and the more classic, traditional Steel Wars episodes are the interview episodes and we just put up episode 141 with kyle newman who is the director of fanboys and a, you know a, a director in hollywood mm-hmm. he's my hollywood connection <laughs> one of many right uh and that was recorded at the, the meltdown comics nerd melt theater and that is up now and some sizzle for this tuesday is I sat down with for about 90 minutes with EW's Anthony Bresnikan, Mm -hmm. and we went through his articles in EW, breaking down all his articles about The Last Jedi, and we went into backstory about each interview, how it's been different from interviewing J.J. Abrams and The Force Awakens, his predictions for the film. It's good. The the Bres, apart from his journalistic skills Mm -hmm. is like a very interesting Star Wars fan to talk to. Very level-headed. So that's a good one to hit up. But let's talk this Obi-Wan Kenobi film. It's on The Hollywood Reporter, midday on August 17. (laughs) Actually, as I was driving out to Bresnikan's, Mm -hmm. it hit, and I was like, Oh, we're not going to be starting this interview on time. No. Bresnikan's going to have some posting to do. Mm -hmm. So we have got Oscar-nominated filmmaker Stephen Daldry is in early talks for The Pick, which would center on the Jedi Master, who has been played by both Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. Now, uh, he's an Oscar-nominated director for uh, Billy Elliot and The Hours, so high pedigree. Mm Mm-hmm. You know and 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 this is all rumor you know like i've I, I've been annoyed because I, I, for those in Australia would know the website news dot com dot a u it's like one of the big news sites, mm-hmm. and they're like going confirmed, Star Wars has confirmed like Star Wars is some entity mm-hmm. and I, I, I that always makes me worry when you see something that you know so much about misreported mm-hmm. in the news, what else are they getting wrong,
2: right and calling it Star Wars is confirming it when it's Lucasfilm that would be confirming it, if they were confirming it. I I mean, I think back even to Celebration Anaheim in 2015, and there was a panel, and I think uh, Amy Ratcliffe from uh, Lattes with Leia, formerly from Full of Sith, was on there, Mm -hmm. and, and other folks in the podcasting world, and one of the things they talked about was just how many people just toss around the word confirmed so liberally, and there's been nothing confirmed, although... You mentioned Bresnikan, and he had tweeted out that there may be an Obi-Wan film directed by Stephen Daldry, but his sources say that the talks are very early. And I read into that, like I see that tweet, and that says to me, he didn't say that there's no Obi-Wan movie, he just said that Stephen Daldry may direct an Obi-Wan movie, but the talks are early. So does that mean that we're kind of hearing from Bresnikan sources that an Obi-Wan movie is happening and it's just a question of whether Daldry directs it or not.
1: Yeah, he talks about that on the episode that will be up on Tuesday. Mm -hmm.
2: And... Well, then don't spoil it. Save it for Tuesday. There
1: is a chance... It seems like there's some heat Mm -hmm. around his name if he's negotiating for some other things. Mm -hmm. Or maybe next week there'll be a thing on StarWars.com saying he's confirmed to direct it.
2: Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. It could be It could be many things. Maybe he's going to direct the Boba Fett movie. Maybe they found a replacement for Josh Trank, finally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about that with Jason on the Making Steel Wars show about they had, maybe they had that Rogue One digital teaser they showed at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Yes. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The one where they had, it was a voiceover of Obi-Wan's dialogue. From, yeah. Yeah.
1: And it was like that sort of CGI thing of like the TIE fighter flying down the valley. And mm-hmm. then you looked up and there was the Death Star. Yeah. Well, they've got, there's a Boba Fett. They were going to show a Boba Fett, one of those. Were they? Okay. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. Josh Trank was sick.
2: Quote unquote. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like, what was that? Mm-hmm. What was the Boba Fett teaser? Right. Like it's, it exists.
2: Hmm. It's in a file. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Kath Kennedy's probably got it on her iPad. I would imagine so. Yeah. yeah.
1: She just watches it every night, and then one tear goes down her. <laughs> Josh, you let me down. Uh, you let me down. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion of the concept of an Obi-Wan Kenobi film, Alan?
2: Well, I, he's one of my favorite characters, so I love the idea of it. And as we're finding out from a couple of the Star Wars comics, he wasn't just sitting in his house on Tatooine mm-hmm. for 19 years twiddling his thumbs like he was out and about he he was being a pain in Jabba the hut side apparently so there's opportunity to do something there with those 19 years and I like that idea in theory I always get a little nervous about this though because there's you know how far do we want to reinvent the story that we know of Star Wars you know like when you talk about the action figures and, and the ships and the vehicles and how deep you could go with you know collecting all that stuff it was the same way for story Mm-hmm. and how the whole canon went completely nuts over the years and how there was just there was a new book every single month and then there were you know half a dozen comic book lines and you couldn't keep up with all the stories they were telling and so it was nice when they rebooted everything because then you could be like oh okay I can kind of hold that whole story in my head again but you know now when you start getting into playing with those dark times on the one hand, it might be cool to find out what he was up to. And on the other hand, it almost could feel like a bit of revisionist history in a way. Yeah.
1: I, I'm not a fan of the movie between episode three and four. Oh, okay. Because like, I enjoy those comics mm-hmm. like when they have the flashback. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, normally they're, they're done by Mike Mayhew, who mm-hmm. I, I love. He's, he's been on the podcast before. And quite often, you know, they're really nice. They're nice and poignant, look back. Mm -hmm. But I always liked at the end of, one of my favorite things of the end of Revenge of the Sith was that Yoda and Obi-Wan were sort of just like, we messed up. We've got a plan for the future. Mm -hmm. We've got to sacrifice ourselves for the future. So let's go into hiding. You watch over the boy. I'm going to the swamp to meditate. Work on a plan, and when the time is right, mm-hmm. we'll come back and right. we'll see if we can, you know, do something with, you know, with the new hope. And I thought that was cool that he, like, he was sort of sacrificed himself mm-hmm. for that. You know, Tatooine—not much of a vacation spot, you know.
2: No, not so much. It's a dry heat, though. <laughs> Well, look what it
1: did to him in 19 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. It took its toll. Those it, it, twin sons, it, Yeah, they will do your complexion. Mm-hmm. There is there's <laughs> not a Neutrogena product around no. that will solve that. Oh, <laughs> There is not. And I like that, mm-hmm. and, and, but I enjoy the lookbacks. But here's the thing. I don't think he should have an adventure on Tatooine that's good enough to make a movie of.
2: Mm, okay.
1: Because, do you know what I mean? You can yeah. you run off Tuscan Raiders or Jabba's Goons or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to a movie at 12.01 to mm-hmm. see this. St- well, all right. Take it back. I am. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would. Yeah. But I don't think.
2: I take your point, though. Yeah. Do.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like then there's people go, well, we could go off the planet. And then it's like. But the most important thing—he's dedicated his life, mm-hmm. the rest of his life, to so watching over this boy mm-hmm. and protecting him. So, what is it going to be that takes him off that planet? Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe it could be like a chance to find other Jedi or something mm. like that.
2: Other survivors of Order sixty-six. Yeah, or... but but it's, he's it's, not even supposed to be. Known to be alive, to be himself. Yeah. So,
1: and it's sort of just like eye on the prize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a a pebble in the hand is worth mm-hmm. two on the net. I don't know where. I don't even know if that's if that's. <laughs> my grandma told me a lot of sayings that didn't make sense. <laughs> she really did. Um, I would find, and and you know, I've I've also seen tweets. A prolific tweeter Bobby Roberts.
2: Yeah, so I was just gonna, yeah.
1: You know, he said, I don't know if it was directing it to me or there was other people out saying it. And uh, I'm not like, like I'm like to his views on Star Wars. The it shows a lack of imagination for mm-hmm. me, but I'm not. I'm not writing Star Wars
2: stories. Well, I mean, I get the point, and I think. Part of the challenge for them is, for Lucasfilm specifically, is if they're going to do this brand extension, which is essentially what it is, they're extending the brand beyond the saga movies. The most safe way to do it is to do it in a way that people who are connected with the saga could understand it and could buy into it. So that's why you have Rogue One, because it's, oh, you know how they stole the Death Star plans? This is it. It's Han Solo. Oh, you like that guy, Han Solo? He's a real popular character. We're going to tell you more about him. Oh, you know, everybody's psyched about Boba Fett. You know, like he's the coolest bounty hunter of all time, which I personally disagree with, but that's my own thing. But it's, you know, it's all these safe places where they can kind of step just a little bit and they're still keeping like one foot in the boat and one foot on the dock. Mm. So that's why the Obi Wan movie, I think, too. It's a popular character, it's a well known character, it guarantees that people who are casual Star Wars fans know Obi-Wan Kenobi, so they will say, oh, I'll give this a try, and it's not as hard to sell to those folks, because you and I, like, we'll be there at 1201. We may not be as enthusiastic about it as we would be about a saga movie. It's not to say that we're not going to be at all enthusiastic, but, you know, like, the level is, you know, it's like a 9 instead of a 10, right? Yeah, like, I have to say,
1: when I went to saw Rogue One, Mm -hmm. I was amped, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't Force Awakens amped, right? And I'm not going to be as Last Jedi amped because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, yeah, the Star Wars saga. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm Luke Skywalker. That's you know, that, that's that's what I'm about.
2: Murriest thing. Yeah. When
1: all this is done, all these Star Wars movies, or you know, say we they're bracked up another ten or whatever. Mm-hmm. If they haven't jumped in the timeline, or in Space to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's kind of failed. You know, like, we, what? And and this is crazy. This is controversial to say on a Star Wars podcast, you guys. <laughs> but I think we have to look to Star Trek. They mm, when okay. they when they went, they they were like, they were going to do a new TV series. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna we're gonna you know bring it back. Star Trek: The Next Generation. You know, they didn't do... It wasn't like, hey, it's Spock. Right. And he's off on adventures. Mm-hmm. It was a whole new... A whole new thing. And right. it was a brave new... Ga- you know, they, they set up a new galaxy. It was set, still set in the same galaxy, but they had to, like, you know, world build a lot of... <laughs> Sorry, Emily just commented in the chat room, look to Star Trek. Now Steele is speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they started off they had they had to build a new world, and then it made this entirely huge new franchise Mm -hmm. that revitalized the series. And it's I don't you know I don't you know I've seen all the episodes, but I don't know is Star Trek: The Next Generation more popular than? Star Trek. I guess now they've done the reboot film, so that sort of brought that back. But yeah, you know, for a time they, you know, Paramount was living large off that Next
2: Generation coin. Yeah, and they still are. I mean, it's still in syndication, and its success spawned Deep Space Nine. And Deep Space Nine, it didn't that didn't do as well, but it was a kind of a different show to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. It was at a space station, so it didn't go out and about the way Next Generation did. So it didn't have the same draw that's when voyager came in and then voyager was out way the heck out into the middle of nowhere and that did well and so yeah they were still but that was in that same space and they still had to world build around it but they had successfully cracked it with the next generation they cracked going ahead in the timeline as you're saying and so that's i agree star wars is eventually going to have to create a new set of characters in a new set of circumstances in a new part of the galaxy for it to continue to be vital. Cause there's only so much you can do with this. I mean, one of the amazing things I thought was kind of silly, but also kind of brave with rogue one was that they had to world build in a way because all of these characters were not characters that we'd ever experienced. And they were from a different level of society within star Wars than we'd really ever experienced. And so it was really exciting to see that, and yet, spoiler alert, they killed them all off. So it's like Disney had, and Lucasfilm had this great opportunity to world build, but they also destroyed that opportunity. I mean, we have uh, the Rebel Rising novel from Beth Revis, and we have the Bays and Chirrut novel, Guardians of the Wills. but those are targeted at like, younger readers. We don't have yet an idea that you can continue to world build with those characters. And so that's why I feel like we, we need what Lucasfilm needs to do is create whatever the next great world building opportunity is. And if it happens within that fertile 30 year space between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, or if it happens, you know, 100 years down the line from The Force Awakens trilogy, I'm fine with it either way. But I do think they need to have that built. Yeah. And it would just be
1: so exciting.
2: Mm hmm. Do you you know
1: what I mean? Like, The Last Jedi is very exciting as well. Mm -hmm. But just to say this is all new, all from scratch. Mm -hmm. Here's, like, a new franchise that's set in Star Wars. Like, I'm always, like, to go back, you know, there's, like, Knights of the Old Republic. And, you know, I never played those games. But, you know, I've watched, you know, cutscenes, and I like the, I remember reading Dark Horse comics, they had Tales of the Jedi. Right. And they had like the Freedom Nad uprising and mm-hmm. the hyperspace war and stuff. And it was Star Wars, but it was a bit more medieval. Right. And it was, you know, cool as hell. And you could, you know, I guess in your head when you just like got the elevator pitch, it's like Game of Thrones in Star Wars. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, lightsabers that throb that are you know more like Kylo Ren's it's like that would just be so exciting and my concern is they're just going to clog the timeline with these films Mm -hmm. where you know who's definitely going to live do you know what I mean so like Han Solo film like I know three main characters aren't dying Mm -hmm. and you know, Obi Wan film. Pretty sure he's getting away scot free. Right. And that's why The Last Jedi is so exciting because it's the open ended story right. that, that, I, that I find quite intriguing. Where, where is your pick? Because also, people love Ewan McGregor and, mm-hmm. and I love Ewan McGregor. He's, yeah. he's, he's great. I think like, he's a, like, he was great as Obi Wan and I like him as a human on mm-hmm. my planet. Yeah, I, I welcome you, Ewan McGregor, to <laughs> planet Earth. Glad to have you here. Now, I just, again, my concern is just like, he's available.
2: Mm-hmm. He said that he would be happy to do it if they ever asked him.
1: And like, it fits in the timeline, his age works. Let's make a film. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of like a weird way to make a film. Whereas like Rob Knoll, from ILM that had the, you know, he had the idea right. for Rogue One mm-hmm. and they made the film where, like I sort of spawned that way. Right. And, 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 you know, I don't fault any Star Wars fan for just like going, I want more Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to see
2: that. I'd love to see more Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. So, like, I hope that he shows up as a force ghost in the last Jedi. I think that would be fabulous.
1: <sighs> I am stinging. <laughs> For Force Ghosts in (laughs) the Last Jedi, yep. My my way out there theory, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and I throw it out. I'm I'm not like I I kind of because I had a theory for Force Awakens that didn't work out was that the robot hand patting R2D2 was actually Princess Leia. Oh, and she was a Jedi. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you know, like I was I was like trying to wipe the slate clean of you know EU, and I was like, oh, wouldn't that be a trip. Yeah, if like Leia had a lightsaber and she was in the action as well. Mhm. And so my thing for the last Jedi, my wild call is when Luke Skywalker says, "I know one truth." Mm-hmm. That the Jedi must end. Camera turns around, goes to Yoda. That's who he's ah, talking to. Ah, okay. Mhm. It probably will work out that it's right, but I'm just... Might be both of them. Yeah, I'm not, like, blogging on Inverse or Movie Pilot <laughs> about it.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you can't tell, like, with with the teasers like that, you don't know at what point of the movie that's happening. It's not like, you know, when they show him standing at the door of that hovel, wherever, like, see Ray's staff is, like, standing there. So he's, like, put her up in one of those beehive cells. But he's just standing there looking back. It's not him delivering the dialogue. It's just, it's voiceover laid over. So you don't know... If he's talking to Ray, if he's talking to Yoda, if he's talking to one of the caretakers that, uh, according to Anthony Bresnikan, talks in like a blubbery Scottish sort of like accent voice. Like maybe he's talking to the porgs. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's, I,
1: I love exciting th- like things that you don't realize that you should be excited about. Mm-hmm. Hearing those caretakers talk, mm-hmm. like that, that's, a, that's a bit of fun. Yeah. That we're going to have porg noises. Mm-hmm. How are they talking? That's one of the things when I get that um, I'm, I'm
2: determined. When Force you, Friday. When you knock people aside. Yeah, the because it, there's
1: some it. button on the belly, which I assume makes it make a noise.
2: Oh, you've seen? Okay.
1: Yeah, so I'm. Oh, just, it has
2: to make noises.
1: Yeah, so I'm just like, I can't wait to get the porg and go. What noise do you make, porg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> And uh, then you've got the scenario where I don't get a Porg mm-hmm. and some little kids got the Porg mm-hmm. and I have to go up to the kid and go, hey, can I squeeze your Porg? Can I just borrow your <laughs> Porg for a quick squeeze? Which, I'll give it back.
2: Which sounds not exact. It sounds like it might get you uh, the attention of a security guard or a cop.
1: It doesn't sound like my life is going hey, to plan. Can
2: I squeeze your Porg? <laughs> that sounds really questionable.
1: All right. Let's... So if you had a choice of an Obi-Wan film anywhere in the timeline, where would you go?
2: Hmm. I would go in between uh Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, I think. The reason I say that is because I'm with you in that that time period in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, he should mostly be laying low on Tatooine and not getting involved in a lot of adventures. And we have the Clone Wars cartoons. From, you know, from that period between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. There was, what was it, a, a couple-issue of miniseries, I think, of comics that was Obi-Wan and Anakin, and it took place in between Phenomeness and Attack of the Clones. Ooh, there hasn't really been good. a lot in mind with but that space. The best part of that were the flashbacks to the
1: Jedi training mm-hmm. with Sheev just lurking around. That was mm-hmm. tantalizing
2: business. Yeah, so I feel like that's a great... Uh, place to work although Bobby Roberts since you mentioned him earlier um, I was looking at his Twitter feed too and he just tweeted out saying oh it so happens that Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor both look pretty much like they did back then if you want to do a Clone Wars movie just saying you know yeah I don't
1: reckon Obi-Wan or Ewan McGregor does mm-hmm. like I googled we we on the Making Steel Wars show we googled Ewan McGregor 2017 mm-hmm.
2: Well, he's, he's in Fargo. Like I've been seeing the for your consideration things up all around town and he was playing the dual role in Fargo mm-hmm. and yeah, that doesn't look like Ewan McGregor that, you know, that the Ewan McGregor, you and I know that Yeah, nothing like him. I mean, it doesn't even look like his bad mullet attack of the clones from McGregor. Like it looks even worse if that's spot. Thinking pre Phantom Menace. hmm
1: like just like Jedi are in mm-hmm. full swing yeah, and he's just Jedi and around mm-hmm. and on a mission, you know, maybe with, with Qui-Gon or mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's, if, if I had a choice, right. I would, you know, if I had to pick, I'd mm-hmm. go, Hey, do the, mm-hmm. do the, you know, the, the back in time one.
2: So would you then cast you and McGregor for that? Or would no. you say open casting call? Let's get a new one. Yeah. Ah, okay.
1: Let's let's light up London's casting calls.
2: hmm That's really I get the sense that they're starting to mine London a bit more because Stephen Daldry, right? You know, he cut his teeth in London. Um he's I I don't know if he's actually British for sure or not, but I mean he has a couple of Olivier Awards, which is the British equivalent of a Tony Award. And before him, Jack Thorne, who was hired to do the new pass at episode nine, who has done a lot of plays. He was the guy who wrote the, um, the stage script for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child mm-hmm. based on the J.K. Rowling story. And as we were talking about before, it rewrote a play, the name of which I can't remember, but it starts with a W, and John Boyega is in that play also. So it seems like they're starting to look at London, maybe, as a farm system for Lucasfilm projects, which would not be the worst idea that they've ever had.
1: London's done okay for us, so let's take some calls, we've got a pretty loaded phone bank and before we go to calls, let's just keep the language clean Mm -hmm. (laughs) and lean and we will go to 347, I believe it's Chris, how you doing man? Hey, what's going on Steele? Just living the dream on the internet. Uh, what, what, what's on your mind on this Friday evening?
4: Uh, I was wondering what your guys' initial reaction was
1: when you saw the
4: Obi-Wan news. Because when I first saw it, it was like such like a lukewarm reaction. I was like, oh, we're going to get another character that we've already seen. And then the article came out. It's like, oh, Jabba's coming and Yoda and all that stuff. I was wondering what your guys' reaction to that was. Like, Do you want new characters or do you want to see old stuff?
1: Uh, I I'm I'm more into new stuff like the the new world. I'm not sure like I'm I'm interested in the Yoda but then I'm just like is that the right thing to do? Cuz whenever Star Wars has gotten really into the whole lore of the Force and even you know people really love that Mortis arc. Yeah. I'm not much of a fan. No, okay. Yeah, oh, I, hate so... that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I hate I think it's the weirdest thing ever. I hate it.
1: <laughs> oh, Chris, we're gonna get along just fine. But yeah, like,
4: it's like not Star Wars at all. Yeah, that's it's
1: so fantasy to me. And, you know, like Jason at making Star Wars, who's, you know, one of my favorite Star Wars minds, loves it. Mm-hmm. But I'm he just like that. it's I just liked it when Jedi just you know, dropped a an unrhyming poem about the force, and you mm-hmm. just went, "All right, it's all around us, living things." Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. The, let, you know, and the, let the music do the talking. What about you? How 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 are you feeling about the Obi Wan film?
4: I, like I'm all for it. You know, like I I believe in dis. I, I'm couldn't be happier that Disney owns Star Wars. I love Disney, but I, I think they'll they'll do it justice, and I think it'll be good. But then again, like um, when I, the best part of Rogue One was like, oh, who are these new guys? Like, you know, I want to learn about them. Like, I've never seen any of these guys before. Whereas I've, I've seen six movies with Obi Wan in it.
1: Yeah, I always drop that. like when people say we need a Darth Vader spinoff, and I'm like, yeah, we've gone you know, sick. You know, it's like you, you, know, he's, you know, he's been in seven films.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Like we're, spun enough. And this is the other thing when you do these spinoff films about a character is that like the Star Wars films are great I think not only because they intertwine so many different genres of film do you know what I mean? You've got the action adventure you've got swashbuckling buckling sorry, you've got World War II you've got western you know and you've got a bit of a comedy you know it's all mashed together and and, and the Asian, the the samurai film as well I think does as well make that, do you know what I mean? Like if you've Mm -hmm. got you know, like Han and Chewie, you know they work well with other people. And if you take one out and send them off, like they, they weren't unlike comic book characters. They weren't designed to be by themselves. Right. They were an ensemble. Do you know what I mean? Like when when Rebels, they they designed the ensemble to complement each other. Mm-hmm. You know, much like the original, you know, Star Wars, squ- you know, <laughs> squad. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, I I I I worry about that. I the like people like Boba Fett's a popular one, but then other people couldn't stand a Boba Fett film. Mm-hmm. But here's where I'd like a Boba Fett film. If whoever's writing it and directing it watched very closely every episode of. Breaking Bad mm. and Better Call Saul okay. that feature the character Mike. Mike's sort of like the bounty hunter for hire. If you've mm-hmm. got a job to do, he's. Do you know the guy I'm talking about? I have not watched the shows. Okay, so he's this bald-headed dude, and he just he knows the right thing to do in every situation. He used to be a cop, All right? And he like sometimes people hire him to kill someone and he'll go, you don't want this guy dead. Cause it's going to cause more problems than it's worth. Mm-hmm. Like he's real thinking man. Like apart from Boba Fett's like, he's got a flamethrower. He's got a jetpack. Right. Like it's the nows mm-hmm. and the street smarts. And also he's also got his own code of honor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like a real strong, like he's a criminal. Right, but he's got a code. Yeah, yeah, and 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 like, if someone said, "Oh, we're going to do a Boba Fett," but the character is going to be like that, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting." But, you know, sometimes Boba, you know, people just think Boba Fett, and it's like, he's going to shoot his rope and mm-hmm. jetpack, right, and do this, mm-hmm. and then touch a Twi'lek on her chin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, he's got all these you know fancy things that he can do, and it seems very cool. But I don't. I don't think the character has that in him. I don't think Boba Fett has that level of street smart. I mean, I think he might have had more of that in the old canon legends where they may have fleshed out his character more in that regard. And maybe you could have seen it that way. But now as he stands, he still just seems somewhat ridiculous to me, even all these years. I mean, a good bit of detective work that lands him Han on cloud city, but otherwise, not, you know, not too much to recommend him, but gets handled very easily and clumsily at the uh, at the Sarlacc pit. And in the comics, when the thing that kicks off the whole Obi-Wan's journals thing, too, is Luke actually going back to Obi-Wan's house. Ugh, why? <laughs> we already know. Yeah. So and they get into a fight and an untrained Jedi is able to like make him like smash against the wall yeah, and blinded out. blinded so he no never less. doesn't recognize him blinded yes exactly oh. and so I don't know if that speaks more to uh, the the writing situation of things or whether you know they just they needed Boba Fett to be beaten but it just continues to make Boba Fett look worse basically
1: <laughs> yeah that opens up another hornet's nest is, <laughs> is some of these Marvel comic decisions but uh yeah, Chris, if, if, <laughs> what, what is your dream Star Wars spinoff?
4: Uh, one that I can't possibly think of myself. Like, I want to be blown away and I don't want to see it coming. I want them to think of it. And like, I just, I want it to be something I haven't seen before.
1: Mm. So your dream Star Wars spinoff is beyond your wildest dreams.
2: Yeah, exactly. Nice. See, I would love to see them look at what Marvel's done. I mean, we were talking about Star Trek earlier, but what Marvel done with the cinematic universe, obviously they had the properties to draw on. They had the Captain Americas and the Iron Mans and all that. But if they were able to think about a new set, you know, a new, new groups of people that I mean, or think about, you know, how on Netflix they've assembled the Defenders thing, you know, where they had. You know, something with Daredevil and something with Jessica Jones, something with Luke Cage. And then eventually they all brought them together, just like they're going to be doing with Avengers Infinity War. Like mm-hmm. if they were to consider a, you know, long term 10 year project where they could world build and bring all of you know these characters together for some similar type of thing. I think something like that could be fantastic. Mm. And there was something I heard on an interview that Pablo Hidalgo was doing where he talked about um, the Lego uh, Freemaker adventures and I have not watched any of those shows, but part of, you know, the whole canon discussion, right? Like Lego, I guess, has its own canon. But what Pablo said is you have to wonder about whether there is a real life, so to speak, version of all of the characters in the Freemaker adventures. In other words, you know, we have The Force Awakens, but then we have Lego The Force Awakens. So those characters do things, right? And it's the Lego characters. Does it work the other way? You know, all of the, are the Freemakers, like, Is there an actual Freemaker family that is running around in Star Wars space? They're not doing the silly things that they're doing on the Lego show, but there may be a Freemaker family that's out on the edge of wild space doing something interesting. And maybe they have a new set of characters that they might just say, hey, look, we've got, you know, we've got our Deep Space Nine crew that could go out and do something in Star Wars in a live action situation.
1: Yeah, I like I like the theory of it, mm-hmm. just not the connection to the free maker thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, thanks so much for calling, man. I uh, really appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. All right. I
4: won't. Have a good one, guys. Cheers. You too.
1: All righty. Let's get through a couple of calls before we go into bonus time. Let's go to 714. Who are you and where are you calling from?
0: This is LOL Reynolds from California.
1: Hey, Lol, How you doing, buddy? It's good to hear from good. you. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, it was, uh, um, it, I just wanted. It to was
1: to cool to see you, you at the uh, at the live show last weekend.
0: Oh, thanks. It was great seeing you too. That was a great, great podcast. That was a great discussion you had with Kyle Newman. I'm so glad I came, and my parents had a great time too. And your show is amazing, and it's a great escape from you know, what's happening right now. <laughs> so, so I wanted
1: to... So, so you sound pretty cut up about the Obi-Wan announcement then. You need an escape <laughs> from this news. <laughs>
0: uh, <Right. laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. i have to listen to the show to forget about Obi-Wan. No. Um, yeah, the Obi-Wan movie, um, of all the stars has spent up I wanted to see, and Star Wars fans feel that way because... You know, we all thought, what would it be like to see Obi-Wan between three and four? And the number one thing I wanted to see in an Obi-Wan movie, they already did it on Rebels, where he meets Darth Maul. And I just don't see how he can do it better in a live-action movie. You know what I'm saying? But I still think that it has a lot of potential. And I'm not really familiar with the director, Stephen Dandry, um, I haven't really seen any of his movies, but from what I've heard, they're really good. But personally, besides Obi Wan, I think a character I'd love to see a spinoff of is Princess Leia before Episode Four. I think she probably has the most interesting backstory of all the original trilogy characters because, you know, she's a princess. She was she was already a freedom fighter before the beginning, or like. You know, I think that would be really fascinating to see her origin story.
1: Yeah, I'm not... That would be quite... I don't know. I don't know if it's movie-worthy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a good movie. Yeah. Like, I always... I'm not sure, like, how much adventure... Like, a Star Wars film has to have adventure. And I'm not sure how much action, like, she would have seen... Before then, That's like some people want a a Luke Skywalker prequel. I'm dead against it because it's Luke Skywalker, and you don't replace Mike Hamill. (laughs) But his life was boring. That was the whole point of Star Wars, was he was the dude living in the country town doing nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And, And, of course, Princess Leia had a far more interesting life being royalty and a politician, but I'm not sure if there's a movie adventure in there. And then you've got the real world, you know, filmmaking thing of replacing Carrie Fisher, replacing the uh. at, at at this point in time, that's that's like, you know, that's tender territory. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. you know I I wonder if she had her, you know, devastating passing happened a month before Rogue One, whether there would have been a bit of a re-edit on the end of that film, because yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 not sure about the the Princess Leia one, but but like as far as like, like books and, and stuff like that, which you know for those sort of sub stories, I'm all about it. Love it's,
2: it. It seems oh, like yeah. there might be an angle where I mean, if you look at the Hunger Games books, for example, uh, which that is something I've never thought about doing. <laughs> the hunger games if like you wouldn't go out into the middle of nowhere and like no
1: just looking at the book
2: oh okay um, but the concept at least like there were it was a trilogy before they were ever then turned into movies but and even that was targeted at more of a young adult audience anyway it wasn't it wasn't adult fiction mm-hmm. and so it featured you know a teenage character and i don't know if you could pull a whole trilogy out of it but you know maybe there's an idea of You know, she's a princess. She's royalty, and yet secretly, she's aiding the empire. Maybe there's a story. Maybe there's an origin story of how she decides that she's going to help with this whole thing. I mean, you know, we could stop all this stuff, and you know, I think it could be an interesting idea. But I feel like, as you know, talking with Chris too, just calling before, we got to get away from the you know the same characters. Like, if we really want Star Wars to be vital, we need new characters, we need new stories, we need new heroes and new myths to mm-hmm. be created, basically. And
1: mm-hmm. I, I've also got that thing of, like, like, when people say they want a Darth Vader film and stuff like that, or they want a film between this film and the other film, it's like, I've got this OCD thing of like, <laughs> well, you made the films, mm-hmm. that's the story that's it that's right. Right? like you don't like like you know you made rogue one and then people go, oh what happened just before that mm. and just like we need a a a, a Bayes and chirut prequel and it's sort of mm. just like you're always working backwards it's sort of like that's like you did that like like that's that, you, that like you, mm-hmm. you you made a film and mm-hmm. you decided this was the story and and that that's like when people defend and 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 I'm not coming down on Attack of the Coins or Revenge of the Sith, but when people use the cartoon as a, def, you know, yeah. oh, that was all, fi-. and it's just like, yeah, but that's a cartoon, right? Like you, <laughs> like that was made to fill in that gap. It doesn't, yeah, like, like judge, it by
0: some, judge it by the movie.
1: Yeah, 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 and and, and you know, I, I I think it can be judged by the movie, but it's it's like when you're debating a film let's debate a film. You know what I mean? <clears throat> exactly. But um, what, So, uh, is, is the Princess Leia one, is that your dream spin-off, or have you, you've got something else that you'd like?
0: Well, I mean, it's one that I really would love to see, but I guess my dream spin-off would be like, I know that I mentioned Princess Leia, she's a character in the original trilogy, and I do agree, actually, that they should go around different timelines. I think it would be a great idea if they could do what Star Trek did and go forward in time. Like I'd love to see, or maybe go backwards in time, go to the old Republic. I think all of us would love to see an old Republic trilogy or, you know, like, and you know, it it doesn't all have to be space adventures. I I'd like to see them try different genres. Like for example, this Obi-Wan movie, I don't want it to be just a space adventure. I would love it to be like a personal drama. Like, The last Wolverine movie, Logan, you know, like, you know, you're taking this popular superhero, this popular character, and you're showing like the pain he's going through and the, you know, the hardship and the struggle. And I think Obi-Wan goes through a lot of that between three and four. I mean, here's a guy who spent his whole life fighting for this cause. And now that cause, the Jedi are almost all wiped out his best friend is now this evil. He thinks he's dead, but then it turns out he's this evil space dictator. And like, what could that do to someone psychologically? Like, I'd love to see them explore that in this new Obi-Wan movie. Like, I think that's my dream. Star Wars spinoff is something that really pushes the boundaries of what a Star Wars movie can be. You know, like don't be afraid to take risks.
1: I, when you mentioned Logan, you get me more on board.
0: Because that was a right. rip up.
1: But I've also <laughs> got this theory, and we, we talk about it on Tuesday's episode with Bresnikan about how, when they announced all these that they're going to do spin offs, they're like, you yeah, know, we can go off and, and do this genre and this genre. And they've tried it twice they've tried the war movie mm-hmm. and they've tried the lighthearted comedy and both times midway through production they've just like gone oh this isn't star wars because star wars combines yeah. all of these genres and and so <laughs> i i i'm not sure if the the bravery in genre is where they should be going but it more should be in timeline and 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 and, and, and like story sort of thing but you know that's just me but Hey, well, I am so stoked that you started calling in and I always enjoy talking Star Wars with you. So I've I've got to, uh, we've got time for one more call on the On Demand show. So I will let you go, but don't be a stranger, buddy. Well,
0: thank you very much. It was great talking to you. I always love talking Star Wars with you. Keep up the good work and may the force be with you
1: may that force be with you too, buddy. And I have to say that while while I was talking about the, like he should be doing the voiceover for the Wolverine film, (laughs) like the anguish. And I was just like, Oh man, I'm, I'm, Oh, not Wolverine, the Logan film. Logan. I, was, I was like, I've got to watch that again. He's, he's done such a good sizzle for it. So we've got a, a few more people on hold. Stay on hold because if you're listening live or you're listening through Patreon, the show will continue. Now, Alan, before we go into the Patreon bonus section of the Instant Know where they can track down your awesome
2: podcast. Thank you. So it is... Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. It's seven-ish minutes a day, seven days a week. And the website is the hub for everything. It's sw7x7.com. If you search Star Wars 7x7, because that's how it's spelled out, on any podcast app that you prefer, then you'll find it very easily there. And I'm on sw7x7 on most social media, except for Twitter, which is sw7x7podcast.
1: Excellent. Excellent. So a, a really good way to you know stay in sync with all the daily news, mm-hmm. and I have to I, I do have to say that it's one of the ideas out there that if you didn't like I would do it. Okay. If if you didn't do
2: it. Really. Like I'm always like oh why didn't I do that? That's a good idea. You would have done a seven day a week podcast.
1: I'd, I'd like to do a quick everyday news podcast. Mm-hmm. If 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 the Patreon thing built up to where. It was like time, a good use of time. I would do it. Right. So I, I think there is a Patreon reward down the track. We're at about two seventy, and I think I think maybe at about six hundred, it's podcast a day.
2: Ah. So there
1: you go. <laughs> so I'll be nipping at your uh, ankles on that one. <laughs> if you haven't signed up for Patreon, please give it some consideration it's a huge week on the patreon we've got a making star wars with jason ward Uh, i just recorded a new gonk droids trash compactor with my friend tony medina from jack's pacific toys there'll be another q a you'll get this bonus section you've got the bresnikan coming up on tuesday i'm going to try to get that up early for patrons and then you've got There's probably getting close to 300 full-length episodes that you can access direct on your podcast app of choice. And we've got a few callers in the Patreon bonus. We've got Emily Lynn. We've got Brittany Brown. So it's going to be some good conversations there. But until we go through to that bonus section, which will be in 12 seconds,
2: may that force be with you. And also with you.
1: Let's go to Patreon supporter Samuel at five eight five. You there, Sam? Yeah, how you doing? I'm good. Where are you calling from, mate? Uh, from Rochester, New York. Nice. And, and what's on your mind today in Star Wars? What are you, what are you, what are you feeling about these Obi Wan rumors?
2: Well, you know, I was I was super stoked to hear the news. Like really excited, and you know,
4: hearing you guys talk about it tonight um you know it really gets me thinking that
2: you know I I felt like you know they were hanging out that last movie after 2019 as sort of a wild card you know and as fans we weren't really sure which direction it was going and you know I was happy to hear it was Obi-Wan movie but I
4: kind of felt like if it had been in a a a old Republic trilogy announcement or
2: some kind of left field announcement I think I would have been just as excited
3: Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that really fun call show with Alan from Star Wars 7x7. As mentioned in the bonus show, we go for another, I think it's about 50 minutes to an hour. And you can hear that if you sign up for the Steel Wars Patreon content club. Also, it is just $3 a month, you guys, and just this week... Not only do you get the call-in bonus show, but you get the Gonkin Droid Trash Compactor with Tony Medina from Jack's Pacific Toys talking collecting for about an hour and Making Steel Wars, another very popular bonus show for Patreon members where Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net and I talk about the Star Wars news behind the Star Wars news. And this week... It is about 50 minutes all about the Obi-Wan Kenobi rumoured film. We go through past Obi-Wan Kenobi rumours, where the story might take place. Possible things that could happen in the story and debate heavily, passionately about where we think it should take place. Plus, there is another listener Q&A up. So, just this week for $3, which goes to the entire month, you're getting, I don't know, three or about three bonus hours. Plus, tomorrow on the show, we will have a 90 minute chat with EW's Anthony Bereznikin talking about his amazing article, his front cover article for the bi weekly edition of Entertainment Weekly. It was so big that it took up two weeks of Entertainment weekly But I love speaking uh, to Anthony, talking Star Wars. We have a great time. If you can't support us financially, please Drop us a retweet on Twitter or a sweet five star review on iTunes. It is a free and easy way to show your appreciation for all the episodes. Thank you guys so much, and may that force be with you.